0: Welcome to another episode of Midweek Meditation on the FPO Podcast, a weekly devotional podcast from First Presbyterian Church of Opelika. Each week, we take a look at one of the passages from the FPO Bible Reading Plan and have a devotional conversation about what God is teaching us in it and how to apply it in our lives. For more information on how to join us as we engage the Bible together, please visit firstpresopelika.org.
1: Hey there again, FPO family. Welcome to this week's episode of our midweek meditation. Today, James and I are going to be diving into the early um, chapters and verses in the book of Acts, which we begun reading towards the end of last week. And so this morning, our time is going to be a little bit of uh, an overview of the book of Acts, as well as just drawing out some... Uh, important lessons that we see here. It's fun to start a new book. It is fun to start a new book. And we just finished reading the book of Luke, Luke's Gospel. I think it's important to say that Luke also wrote uh, this book of Acts, and in many ways they're intended to be read together. So we did start a new book, but in a lot of ways we just started the next chapter of the same book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where, extended as, edition. Yeah, the, Yeah, that's right, that's right, the extended edition. Um, whereas the account uh, of the gospel that Luke wrote was intended to give a picture of Jesus's life here on earth and what he was doing there, uh, this is really uh, what Jesus, by the Holy Spirit, has continued to do in the lives of the early church, the apostles, and as we see it kind of continue to grow out to most of the known world by the end of Acts chapter 28. And I know, James, we were talking a moment ago before we started recording about um, this verse that we see at uh, the beginning of chapter 1 and verse 8, mm-hmm. where Jesus is telling the disciples that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Uh, give us a sense of how that verse mm-hmm. uh, really is kind of a summary of the entire book of Acts and even how immediately in Acts chapter 2, we begin to see that play out.
0: Yeah. I think one of the ways you can structure the book of Acts and outline it or think about it uh, is really to look at these portions of the gospel, the, the kingdom going, starting in Jerusalem, moving out into the surrounding areas of Judea. So all of the places where Jesus would have lived and worked, where the Jews lived Samaria, which is north of Judea. So it's where Israel had been and the Assyrians took them away. And so it was kind of mixed around. It's, you know, the suburbs of Judea. And then you move out into the ends of the earth as the gospel is going forth and moving out into the world. And so it's giving us a little bit of a structure of where we should expect. If God is faithful, and this is what he said, then this is where it should go. Mm. And so the book of Acts is tracking God's faithfulness through the power of the Holy Spirit, moving from Jerusalem to Judea and then to Samaria and then to the ends of the earth. And we'll see each time this happens, we'll see the Holy Spirit come in a very powerful way. We'll see the Holy Spirit come and the gift of tongues going out. It's as an indicator and a sign that God is at work being faithful to the Samaritans or to the Gentiles, just as he was to God's very own people in Jerusalem. Mm. The Holy Spirit comes with a great amount of power. And I don't know, one of the things I love about chapter 2 and 3 is seeing a pretty good illustration of how the Holy Spirit strengthens us with power through Peter. Uh, We've been preaching about uh, Peter's abandoning and denying of Jesus, and there's a pretty big switch. Um, what do you see as we just look even at Peter in these mm-hmm. first chapters, Josh, uh, as evidence of the Holy Spirit?
1: Yeah, you know, you mentioned it that we've been walking through Mark's account of the Gospel on Sunday mornings, and we just a couple weeks ago looked at Peter's denial of Jesus, and it just fascinates me. We we need at times to remember just the the timeline of events where Acts chapter 2 in Peter denying Jesus are five, six weeks apart, Mm -hmm. 40 some odd days apart. And so what's happened to Peter in those 40 days to take him from being terrified of a little girl (laughs) to boldly proclaiming the gospel to the very crowds Mm -hmm. that crucified Jesus and snuffed him out? Like one of those should be intimidating and one should not be. And yet Peter is terrified of the little girl and he's bold in the face Mm -hmm. of the people who he says, you killed the author of life. And the only explanation is exactly what Jesus said would happen. Mm. You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit has come. And then Acts chapter two, what are we told? They're filled with the Holy Spirit. They began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They began to speak the gospel in the languages of the people that were there. And so we see that the Holy Spirit is actually the champion here. Peter doesn't get to take any credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Holy Spirit is the one who empowers Peter to uh, powerfully proclaim the gospel. Uh, we see that in the early church at the end. You know, you get this summary section of uh, the church post Pentecost, it's got about 3,000 people now. And it talks about how many signs and wonders are being done, how everybody's having all, how they're having favor with all of the people. Mm -hmm. The church is a powerful, dynamic organism at this point. And the only explanation is that the spirit is in their midst. And as you said, every story throughout, not only the early church in the book of Acts, but in our experience as well, the meaningfully, meaningful, powerful stories that we tell are stories of the Spirit at work in us and at work uh, in us as a people corporately. So that really is uh, the story of the book of Acts, how Jesus is continuing to work, expanding his kingdom in and through the Holy Spirit in the lives of his people.
0: And I think, right, in a little small way, if we were to suddenly switch from talking directly about Acts and I were to share my testimony and you were to share your testimony about how uh, Jesus was proclaimed to us and the Holy Spirit came upon us, we would be continuing the story that we see starting right here. That's right. Right. That as we believers, we as believers, thousands of years later, uh, when we share about how God is at work in our midst, we're sharing about how the Holy Spirit is changing us and working in us. I was talking with a dear brother at our own church on Sunday, just talking with him, and suddenly he started telling me about how He came to be converted. And it was encouraging because it was a wonderful reminder that the same awesome things we see happening in the Bible are continuing to happen in our midst and all over the world as God is faithful to build up His church wherever He goes. Um, I think there's this wonderful verse in chapter 4, which was our reading for today, the day we're recording. And It's after Peter and John have been to prison, they've been brought out, they're before the council, and they give this awesome response. But after that, Luke records here, that when the Pharisees saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were just uneducated, common men, they were astonished. Mm. And they recognized that they had been with Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's the story of all of our lives. That's right. That we are changed by having been with Jesus. Mm.
1: Yes, that's exactly right. And that's the point that we've been making, is that Peter and James and John, the other apostles, and every follower of Jesus down through the ages, uh, we're all uneducated, ordinary, common people. Some of us are smarter than others. James, you're smarter than me. Um, some of us are more naturally gifted in certain ways or whatever. Like you. <laughs> <laughs> Better looking. You know. No, i It's not a spiritual gift. Um, but at the end of the day, that the point that's being made here is that what's special about these guys mm-hmm. has nothing to do with these guys and everything to do with Jesus mm-hmm. and everything to do with the power that they now exude because the Holy Spirit has come upon them. And I know you and I have, have talked before we were talking earlier where uh we often lament and we often hear uh believers talking about how oh I just wish I shared the gospel more yeah. uh, I just you know i'm I'm so timid or I don't know what to say mm-hmm. um or you know i'm I feel the Holy Spirit leading me to share or to engage and then I everything in my flesh says no and I don't do it and Uh, we've talked about how one of the antidotes there is to remember this verse, (laughs)
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, that the Holy Spirit, if we're in Christ, we have the Holy Spirit. He is upon us, and He wants to work powerfully. I think about that verse where Jesus tells His disciples, and on the day basically when they drag you before kings and throw you into prison, which is what we see in Acts 3 and 4 and all these other places, Mm -hmm. don't worry about what you're to say in that moment. Why? The Holy Spirit will give you utterance. And in some ways, that's exactly what we see in Acts chapter 2. Peter didn't have his notes ready. (laughs) He wasn't saying, "Mm, I can't wait to preach this great (laughs) sermon. Uh, If anything, it's quite the opposite. They're cowering, kind of afraid, mm-hmm. up in the upper room, wondering what's going to happen. And then all of a sudden, Peter's got this awesome sermon. Mm-hmm. People lots, are, of singers. I, <laughs> lots of great zingers. Lots of great zingers. I imagine John and some of the others are sitting there listening and they're probably like, Peter, where'd that come from? <laughs> you know what I mean? Kind of like, what are have you been, doing? You've been holding out on us? Like you had this great sermon written and you did not even shared it with us? Yeah, we Peter, could have helped you yeah, work on that that's one. exactly right. And Peter's kind of like, I don't I don't know where that <laughs> came from. You know what I mean? And that's exactly the point. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit took, I mean, now he, he wasn't devoid of a knowledge of the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's the one that's quoting all of the Old Testament here. Right. He knew the scriptures. But in the moment, the Spirit brought together and brought to life all of these things and gave him the words to say that were meaningful and Mm -hmm. impactful. We're told as well that there was probably some there who didn't listen. We know there was some there who didn't listen. There was some who were mocking them, saying they're filled with wine. You know, it's Mm -hmm. 9 a.m. and they're being accused of being drunk (laughs) because they're babbling around. Um, And so that doesn't mean that when the Spirit comes upon us, everything we say lands. Sometimes people resist and reject the Holy Spirit. But we are intended to simply be witnesses, uh, to say um, what it is
0: that we have heard. Mm. I think that's just a great encouragement for me, and I hope for everyone listening. Just a really wonderful encouragement that... It can be really easy to look at how, yeah, I should have shared the gospel that one time and I didn't and now I feel pretty bad about it. And so then the next time, the next opportunity comes up and I'm like, oh, yeah, last time I failed. I need to do better this time. Mm-hmm. And we think so much about our failures or our successes because we know it's something that we are called to do and it's important. And this this chapter really helps us to kind of get out of our heads and to say, yeah, maybe we should have shared a little bit better last time. Maybe we shouldn't have let that pass us by. But in this moment, as this opportunity is coming in front of me, I'm going to trust that the Holy Spirit's at work, mm-hmm. right? Even the fact that I am feeling some of this this prick in my heart to share the gospel, that the Spirit is at work, and I'm going to trust that He is going to help me out. Mm. And so in all of the moments where it's hard, and it really is, whether a stranger in a providential moment or someone we've been getting to know for years Mm. to suddenly say, Hey, actually you're really broken and you're far sinful than you would ever know.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And because you are in the wrong, let me tell you about the hero, the savior, the healer, the only person that's ever been in the right. Mm -hmm. That takes boldness. But we can be encouraged that, A, the Spirit gives us boldness. And two, no matter what, as we're seeking to be faithful to him, we get to show off that we've been with Jesus. Mm, that's
1: good. It makes me think of this verse that Jesus tells the disciples, and we'll, we'll close with this encouragement, where he, he says to them, uh, you are earthly fathers and you know how to give good gifts to your children. Mm-hmm. which one of you, if your child asks for a piece of bread, are you going to give him a rock? Or if he asks for a fish, are you going to give him a snake? And you're like, yeah, that's silly. And he's like, so if you evil fathers know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more does your father in heaven know how to give good gifts to those who ask mm-hmm. him? And we're like, yes, give me this slot machine. I want all my <laughs> gifts. And then he's like, your father will give you the Holy spirit if you ask for him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh, okay. And so just connecting those dots here, um, to what you're saying, just simply praying, Father, make me more aware of the Spirit, send the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. in ways that are tangible, make it clear uh, where He's at work, make me sensitive to His leading. I think all of those are very simple prayers to pray that prepare us as we walk throughout the day. Mm -hmm. So if we just simply prayed as we're walking out our front door in the morning, Father, send your spirit to make me a bold witness and make me aware of all the chances you're gonna give me today to be a witness. Uh, Something tells me that if we did that repeatedly and we kept our eyes open, we would all end most days with chances to have been a bold witness for Jesus and the promise that the Holy Spirit will give us the power when we need it. We hope that wherever you are today, uh, we pray even now that the Spirit would empower you to see those opportunities and to seize them and to remember that it's His work to do. We love you guys. We look forward to being together next week.